From the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State and all across America and the world, this is the Big and Wild Outdoors with your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Bill George. Hour number three, thank you so much for joining us this morning as we broadcast live today on the Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden Gunn, Vince Noble, Bill George, Diego in the studio today on this, uh, well, it looks really nice. Cloudless here. day. It's here. It's right here in the uh, northern part of uh, St. Petersburg. It uh, looks pretty nice outside. I did notice driving in that there were a couple of... Uh, wet patches on the road, so apparently a few little showers breezed through yeah. away from my house. Well, I gotta love Florida. You know, you drive around the corner and it's a deluge, and drive two more feet and it's Listen, beautiful sunshine. I have to, I have watched more than one time it pouring down rain on one side of the street or on one and house and then the, the next house it's not. Oh yeah, and, and you to talked Florida. about being on the bay early. As a kid, we would always turn around. We'd be on there during the thunderstorms and everything. But you'd be sitting there fishing, and it's like, okay, here they are coming from the west. Oh, there's one on the north side. Let me run out of the top of Tampa Bay and run down a bridge or so, and we'd fish there, and then you'd run back up, and you'd be dodging these storms as they come come out on coast, you know. And if you turn around and you couldn't, it was got so bad, you just go and get underneath the bridge and fish from under the bridge. I've done that so many, many times. <laughs> It's yeah. like, okay, this, this the weather gets squirrely quick. But it always, you know, when I was out with friends, we didn't basically, none of our boats had anchors in them. You know, anchors got in the way because we were always in the front of the boat, either gigging or, or spotlighting or whatever at night and fishing, and anchors were just useless. So, But you did have a piece of rope, yeah. you know, maybe about uh, six, eight feet of rope. And if you've ever been in one of those really good little kick-up storms where you're, like, trying to hang on for dear life underneath the Gandy Bridge, <laughs> Never, ever, ever tie up to a piling. You know no. that boat's going. Yeah, like, hi, ah, Hawaii. We used to tie up to them. We no, get, no. that's we, how you sink but, a boat. But but yeah. we had longer rope. We'd turn around as the wave came up. Somebody would jump off on the pylon. Yeah, and then the boat would go down. And then the next wave would come up. Somebody jump off. And then when you got everybody up there, you push the boat off. And now you're on. Nice, stable ground. That just sounds like a hospital visit happening right no, there. No, we've done that a couple of times. And you then do all, that? You think it's a good idea until you, you get, get out hurt. there and it's wet and you get on top of one of these concrete slabs and it's covered with about 15 years of pelican and seagull no. excrement and it all turns into an ice skating rink and there's nowhere to sit down. You take that and, <laughs> and you go up there and you take a shovel and you start scraping. A shovel? Oh, come on, Bill. Start scraping off some of them barnacles. Off, first That's, off, who the hell carries a shovel on a boat? Well, if oh, we were whoa, going whoa, out for said we would. You, you turn around, call some of these people. How many people have ever shoveled Barnacles and everything off the side of a pylon. Yeah, I used, we used to do that. I've, I've been on boats because my entire life. I've never been on a boat with a shovel. When you're going out to go sheep's head fishing, uh, you, it's well, it's a must. You got to have. Yeah, one. you got to break the barnacle. I get it. Yeah, I don't think you're allowed to do that anymore. That's chumming for sheephead. Yeah, in the old in the olden days when you used to be able to do that, uh, you know, you bring a shovel. I mean, if we were going out stone crabbing, we would bring. 
all kinds of instruments of doom. <laughs> we'd have crowbars. You'd have uh, we'd have those uh, uh, charcoal tongs. You know the long ones. Yeah. So you'd have the claw on it because inevitably, you know, those stone crabs would get up in those. Uh, get in those rocks or get into the uh, oysters where you're not putting your fingers in there and you got to get a hold of him and try to grab him and get him out of there or at least get one claw loose where you could get in there and grab it and snap it off real quick and let him go, throw it in the bucket. And and I know we talked earlier about the commission meeting and some of the rules about stone crabs coming up, but that was another thing I found interesting is all too often we all, you know, Part of the thing when you're doing stone crabs is you took one claw, but legally you can take both. Yeah, well, we always took the crusher, left the pincher, you know, uh, that way that uh, they would at least be able to feed themselves and, and defend and, themselves and defend themselves and and uh, and then grow a new one. You know, once they start molting and all the other stuff, it's all good. So um, it was, you know, even back then we were thinking ahead, you know, conservation for next year kind of thing. Like you said earlier, you know, in the in the Back in the past, you used to be able to keep the whole crab. And uh, trust me, boiling a, uh, a uh, or steaming a uh, a nice stone crab, you can pick them just like you can a blue crab. It just takes a lot more work. <laughs> it's, a little, it's a little more hammering, a lot more grinding of teeth, but uh, anyway, it can be done. Uh, back, But nowadays, with the new stone crab rules that are changing, uh, what is it, the length of the claw? It's got to be well, an eighth. It, inch longer or something it's, it's up it's up for conversation i t- i can tell you at the last commission meeting not all the commissioners were feeling that the adding the eighth of an inch in length was going to give you that much of a a difference in you know how many you were going to be able to take it, i think it was somewhere around two percent gain is all that you're going to get and the amount of work on everybody having to change the measuring instruments now you're going to change all your your ways of doing everything yes yeah that's so, crazy so that that's where you get into okay is is that you know is that worth having the whole industry change their their measuring devices for something that's going to give you very little gain if the juice is worth the squeeze you'll do it though. and so so staff staff has been wanting it but um they thought well you either probably need to go to a bigger size increase or maybe not do one at all from the, from the sentiments I was getting from the commissioners and you can go out to the Florida channel or someplace and listen to those past past things if you want to get a gauge on what it was but one of the things I found very interesting about it is you were also going to have to change the amount the size of the escape rings in your traps and that's good because it lets things out that shouldn't you know that you you're but not really targeting that all costs money but it, uh, it but does. it's not much of it it's it's not much of an addition uh, when you got on those 300 boxes. traps out there it is uh, well, it is but and when, but you have the wooden boxes that are pretty easier to to modify than when it comes to the wire mesh ones or well, no, the, the other ones that they're using are plastic boxes now the manufacturer of the boxes are willing to change the mold in the event that the rule goes through but I'm sitting there saying to myself, self, I can't come to St. Pete and get a plastic straw. I had to bring one but I from Hillsborough. But I'm turning around and I'm throwing into the ocean hundreds of thousands of plastic traps. Yeah, but they won't end into up in the a, ocean. They won't end up in a turtle's nose. Okay, no, the turtle will get trapped in the box. <laughs> 
<laughs> I got I got decaying plastic out there, and it's it's. It's you know what? You make a valid point because what happens with the plastic in the water, it releases chemicals from the plastic. So if the plastic it doesn't break oh, down, you're releasing now a chemical into the water. Here I'm just saying. It, it, am I lying? Well, you know, that's why they all, everybody either went with the box ones because they were cheaper and easier and it's the old traditional way to do it. And if a, a, an old box was left or forgot or the buoy got cut off, you know, it would rot away and, it, you know, it didn't turn into a wire uh, bear trap for guys out there wade fishing like me when you're walking along there oh. going tooty dooty doo and all of a sudden, you know, you're step on an old wire crab trap and it's like, well, when was the last time I got my tetanus shot? Was about, uh, yeah, okay, or maybe flesh eating bacteria? No, no, well, I should be good. I, j- I, just, <laughs> I just find it comical that here we are worrying about a straw. And only a small portion of any straw that you consume a drink out of is going to end up at a beach. Hey, I'm all about the paper straw. And and then what? You... You're just trying to start a fight. Look at that grin. <laughs> He's just trying to start crap. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Why don't they just make them out of bamboo? You know how expensive bamboo is? Straws or the box? What? Straws or the box? The straws. Oh, you're talking about the crab trap. So, oh. like, that's like a $300 crab trap. But Dude. when we get back, we'll talk about the flounder changes. So that one there is pretty, pretty intense. I'm a little on upset that about one. that one. All right, we're going to take a fast one, you guys. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. We're brought to you by our good friends out of G5 Feeding Outdoors. Yes, they are open today until 4 o'clock. So you got plenty of time to get over there and get what you got to get for your barbecuing. Get all your cleaning charcoal. You need lump charcoal. They got green plenty egg. of it there for the big green egg or for your own little grill. It's the best stuff to cook on, honestly. Much better than the chemically treated, uh, you know, insulite crud. It's all tastes so much better. All right, and uh, good friends out of G5, and of course Brandon Ford as well. Go out there, big Fourth of July blowout going on today. Go see him today. We'll be right back. Welcome in. Welcome. Welcome in, everybody. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. Thank you so much for joining us today on this beautiful Saturday morning, 4th of July. Happy Independence Day to you and yours. I love this day. We I live, love this country. We live in this country, the uh, greatest one on the entire face of the nation, world, earth, solar system, whatever you want to put it down. There ain't no better place to be than right here. America. That's for sure. Right here in America. Uh, Vince Noble in the studio with us this morning, as long as uh, Bill George is still hanging out over there with uh, his lucky uh, fluorescent green, white, and black uh, Hawaiian shirt-looking thing. If Vince keeps coming to the show, he's going to have to start wearing one. No, no, he doesn't. That's that's your vibe, brother. Listen, listen. I can't steal your vibe. Yeah, that's all you. He's got his. That's all you, bro. I'm black T-shirt. The problem he's is your vibe is his vibe. You no, know, it's like not. The Thompson we look twins. nothing alike. I'm wearing a water life, living the water life. dot com shirt. <laughs> I look like a bad <laughs> undercover drug dealing yeah. cop. You look like you just rolled out of bed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wearing the shirt. To I work, thought by the you way. looked alike. I got flip flops, <laughs> shorts, <laughs> and a living the water life shirt, and an extreme off the beach hat. Yeah, that's yeah. nice. Oh, uh, before Worn the backwards. Before the break, yeah, you had to wear it backwards. Before the break, uh, we were talking a little bit about some of the rule changes 
there are a lot of them that the FWC is going to be talking about, but one that kind of really sticks out for all of us is a food fish that we all enjoy. And a lot of people have been targeting a lot recently, and especially you think about Twisted Limbs boat fishing and stuff. I mean, this is one of their bread and butter it, fish. It's going to hurt. Uh, is the flounder and the rules that they want to make on that one. They're reducing the uh, the amount that you can keep Increasing the size. Increasing the size. And what other stuff you got over there, Bill? Well, this is the key thing, is they have seen, according to them, a reduction in the stock assessment, <gasps> AAK, the numbers of fish, on the Atlantic side of the state. <laughs> what is that going to do with the Gulf side? Whoa, 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 whoa. How can they tell us what to do if they're, if they're no. getting numbers from the other coast? Because, hey, it's one stock. You know, they, they, they don't see it always as separate sides of the state. Different fish are managed in different ways. And that's what is so freaking confusing about this state is you can have snook. Okay, we got five zones for snook. We got scallops in six zones and two zones. And then we got this season coming in this day and this day. And that. it's so confusing. They purposely do that. Okay. But flounder, if they only manage flounder according to the state, and there's one state of, set of rules for the state, oh, if the Atlantic side's having problems, let's shut down the Gulf side. Do they not really? <laughs> now, I would be more than willing. I would be. I would turn around and I would shove off flounder for for two years if they would turn around and honor our closure on snook, trout, and redfish. Even though we're above harvest or uh, population goals. You mean the population management goals? Well? Okay, we're above management goals. We got to shut down because there might be some issue with red tide in the future. And we're going to have our flounder shut down or reduced because there's issues on the Atlantic side. I don't agree with that at all. Zero. Well, there's no yes. way. How can the FWC say what's good for them is good for us? Because it's only managed by the state. Well, somebody needs the, to get their head out of their rear end and do it right. Maybe you <laughs> should sit there and say, okay, we need to turn around and split the state. Atlantic and Gulf. But if you, don't, get, if you I, don't call in, what's going to happen? My, my word, they're going to The majority go. <laughs> of people agree with the management goals. I don't of, think anybody would agree with that. I don't care who you call out. I don't think the guide services or anybody else is going to be uh, happy with that. Uh, assessment that Gen gentlemen's bet of a dollar. It just it doesn't make any sense that <laughs> you know that the spotted whatever you know fish out in the Key West is numbers are going down. So we also have to affect the West Coast and the Eastern Seaboard. That doesn't that doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, I understand what you mean. If we're having to shut down over here because of what's happening over there, then why didn't they shut down trout, redfish, and snook over on the Atlantic side? You know, or, or, or make it statewide. It's all about the almighty dollar. And with that being said, let's, let's get Jonathan's. I, I, I want Jonathan's input. He's know, on the phone. I don't, I don't know if it's about the almighty dollar because, you know what, uh, they pay the same amount for a fishing license over there as we do over here. Somebody's greasing somebody. It has to be. They, they, the FWC no. could do this so much easier and just get out of the bureaucratic BS and do it the right way. Well, I think that uh, Jonathan will probably agree in the fact that uh, I think what they're doing is they're looking at the future saying, well, if it's happening over there, it's not too long after it's going to be happening over here. So we have to go ahead and shut it down before they get an opportunity 
to get the numbers as low as they are on the Atlantic side. You think that makes more sense, Jonathan? Uh, just when I get calm, y'all start to talk about something to get me fired up again. What? That, I mean, let's uh, <laughs> speak. You going to call in uh, to the uh, FWC commission meeting? Oh, d- d- I'm, 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 I'm no, no, trust me. See, here's the problem. You're talking to the A number one cat herder this week between Big Buck Expo stuff and, as Vince says, bureaucrats that can't make up their mind, wear a mask, don't wear a mask, scratch your butt, scratch your nose. Do, do, Listen, uh, you I know, don't understand what... That part is, I'm walking around here like a caged freaking tiger, pacing, you know, of course, because I have to be careful. Well, well, and reading and doing my best Bill George impersonation and reading half of this crap, and it's like, are you serious right now? Listen, you know, your wife better make sure she has all the right permits to keep a tiger. <laughs> well, there you go. But no, it's it, it's ridiculous to me for the fact of the matter that they. The, the way that people manage or managing or trying to manage things, it's like I wonder sometimes where their heads are at. But You know where they're at. You Listen, know, are you, I mean, you know. remember, the majority of decisions are based upon a couple things, one of which is lawyers. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. And it's who's, who's going to sue me or, and who am I going to, you know, how am I going to be able to defend my position? And that's well, that's that's yeah. sad when that's the way we have to start thinking in the world. You know, it's amazing. Every car at the back side of it doesn't have a sign saying "Do not touch muffler." Okay. Yeah. It, but that's it'll eventually come. Oh no! Guess what? We're not going to have a muffler because they're all going to be electric. I will never drive an electric car. Kind of like the whole billing ball. Uh, this is how you change a fan belt. You need to turn the engine off first, kind of deal. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, what, that, and, go ahead. I was going to say, you know, and Jonathan, you'll probably agree with this. If the FWC would go to the people that are doing this day in and day out, they the did. captains, the charters, the cattle guys, the farmers, and actually sit down with those guys one on one and do it the right way, you'll understand. How many Goliath grouper are really out there? How many flounder and snook and redfish and trout are out there? Not, How much, you know, the pro- I mean, They it goes did on sit and on down and on. to dinner with the guides. Who, from 1984? No, no, no. They did <laughs> sit down with the guides. Just listen to the commission <laughs> meeting comments. We didn't get the FWC no, 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 no. on the phone with us here. No. Listen, you, want a, you want a voice? Come on the show, FWC, and let's talk. Listen. <laughs> what? <laughs> You got me, oh. Jonathan. I got you fired up over here for you, brother. Listen, I'm in your chair. I as, feel the vibe. As, I'm taking over. I'm gonna be. I'll be the Jonathan for as you. As long as the people are willing to take whatever's given to them, the common guy. So we're gonna be a sheep. Yeah. You're going to be the sheep, and you're going to get the grass in which you're put under. Yeah. I don't and like it, it. The sad, the sad part about it is, is, and I will throw this in there. You have companies like the mosaics and like the other ones who get the bad raps who end up spending more money to try to help to reclaim properties and to make the places better 
and you know, and it's it's just like you said with twisted limbs. I mean, you get people. The thing that drives me the craziest, and this is just me, and you know, hopefully my mentor, Mister George, will be pretty proud of me because I, like I said before in the past, I've tried to do better emailing and staying engaged and doing all this other stuff. But I've said it before. The problem I have with that is, is, is it's kind of like a lot of this other stuff that's going on. You stay. I mean, I'm a lifetime. Well, we've had this conversation even back when Glenn was on the show and everything else. I've had a lifetime sportsman's license since I was 12 years old, and I'm 40. And you know how many surveys I've gotten to fill out? None. Zero. You, you want to wow. know why? Zero. You want to know one and of the reasons why that is? I. Yeah. I, I'm. It is because they only look at the people on a lot of these surveys for the people who have purchased a license within yeah. this year, and you have not purchased anything. I purchase my fishing license every year. I renew it every year. I get the card. I spend the five bucks. I do all my permits. I've never had well, a survey. But, then, but, but my thing with that is, is then why do you have a lifetime license? Because I mean, to me, it's. Why would I? Why would I spend the money to purchase a lifetime license, which is obviously several hundred dollars? But I know I'm going to hunt. So, I mean, that's like to me, it's like getting a driver's license. Why then? Why do we have driver's license? If Good point. That, if it's, I mean, if it's an identification to tell people hey. that, you know, you're I, you're here. <laughs> I got a license and a a driver's license and a fishing license story when we come back. Jonathan, you going to hold on with us? Oh, yeah. We're going to take a quick break. Hold on, Jonathan. You're talking to Jonathan Swindle. He is on hold. We're going to take a quick break. Sponsored by G5 Outdoors. Go get your big green egg and go visit Brooksy Hall. Go get your truck so you can pick it up because those things are heavy. This is the Big and Wild. Braden's playing on his phone. We'll be right back. commercial <laughs> seriously like a chevy commercial or something yeah it's like uh yeah dirt road in the back of your truck bring gun vince noble and uh, bill george diego and jonathan on the phone calling in from the hinterlands uh chit-chatting a little bit getting a little bit heated in here but let's go to something nicer well i want to i want to talk about something okay i'm gonna be over here okay well you gotta listen to this this I, i'm listening okay I don't care, but right, I'm listening. Go ahead. Right now, we're talking about hunting and fishing licenses. In the state of Florida, we have people whose driver's licenses are expiring. And you can't get in to the driver's license place in order to do it. There's mm-hmm. some people. There are some people that, uh, let's say, right now are getting appointments in August. Okay? Mm-hmm. Then you got their hunting and fishing licenses expire. And they go to get a new hunting and fishing license, and guess what? You're now a non-resident. 
You're a non-resident oh because you don't have a valid driver's license. Wow. And the state system is designed against going against a driver's license database. Well, that or your last word of your social. No, they, they no, no. no. But, but whether or not your residency status is determined by the driver's license stuff. Right. Now, if you turn around and you go into a tax collector's office, you could go in with the correct paperwork and get your resident license. If with you can that. get in. But you can't get in. If you can't get in to get a driver's license, how can you get a dang hunting license in there? Wow. Yeah. Okay, so we got a little snafu going on right now out there, and that's one of my things I plan on. They, they would have to, they would have to advise and, and then look into that a little deeper because if you are in the state of Florida and you buy a hunting license every single year, it should show that you live here. It doesn't matter. You, you are you, as far as they're concerned. You moved out of state. You don't have a that's valid. That's crazy. Yeah. The, the, is the glorious system that we work under. Yeah, well, that's that's the way it works. <laughs> well, note to self, I guess don't let your driver's license expire. But you can't. You, when, it, when it expires, we're not talking about something right now that's happened. We've been in this for how long? Since March? We're March, in, April, we're May? We're together, Bill. How many driver's licenses in this state do you think expire in this Unfortunately, year? too many idiots are on the road, so a lot. Yeah. And so we have a government that has extended your driver's license to not, quote, expire, but electronically it expires. Huh. And the systems that depend on that electronic version don't have the ability to be flexible See? at the moment. See, Term the Terminator movies weren't wrong. Kind of, <laughs> <laughs> so we, we need some more German shepherds out there sniffing them out. Yeah, Exactly. So <laughs> let's go to something fun. <laughs> my my head's about to explode. Ma I'm sure Jonathan's shaking. Let's have fun. What are you gonna do for uh, the fourth today? Are you gonna fire up the grill? What are you gonna do? Are you gonna mess around outside, hang by the pool? What what what? Well, well, I'm hoping that uh, I can say one of my good friends from the Keys uh, made a trip up to pick up some stuff from Sean at the shop, and he brought me a bag full of. Fresh vacuum sealed mutton snapper and mangrove snapper. So uh, I'm hoping that maybe we'll get a chance to go visit mom and daddy at the lake and I'll get to cook dinner for them for the 4th of July and maybe maybe watch a few fireworks socially, you know, socially distant, of course, around, you know, at not to make sure I don't get close to anybody. At least y'all are having fireworks. We're not having any of them. Yeah, here. really. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You are free for the first time to legally purchase yes. and display fireworks uh, without Let having rip, to, without chips. having to lie. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. yeah. Let her rip, tater chips. All I can say. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you do not have to be socially dependent on the government to organize and plan your day. Oh, I'm not letting them plan my day. I just yeah. would like to go watch some fireworks somewhere. I don't yeah. want to shoot them. Tell, you, tell your buddy Ricky over there on the side of the bridge to sit down and zip it for five minutes. It, it's good. There you go. Look at, look at it like this. You need to find those neighborhoods with a little bit more wealth to them 
so they can buy the good fireworks. It's kind of like trick-or-treating. You go into those neighborhoods. <laughs> <laughs> you want the Reese's ah. peanut butter cups, not the Tootsie <laughs> Rolls. Oh, my God. You're looking for the Reese's cups. There you go. <laughs> they got the big bars over there. King size. <laughs> they got the doubles. Yeah. So, so you turn around and you know, hey, but, you know, all joking aside. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm going to no, miss yeah, it. I mean, well, you know, I mean, I was calling in to talk about the Buck Expo, so God knows I hope that we have a uh, get to do that in a couple of weeks, or y'all get to do that in a couple of weeks. So, yeah. Well, you know, we're we're like we said earlier, we're uh, we're still planning on it being the way it's going to be. I mean, we did it with the panfish, and if things change, we'll let you know. But uh, as, as for right now, tickets are still on sale. You can still go and pre-buy. You can do all that stuff there. I'm sure that. Uh, if it does go on, there may be some stipulations for, you know, being able to wear a mask or something like that. I mean, with the amount of people that will be inside. But uh, other than that, uh, you know, we're going as it's still going on. So we're going as it yep. full steam ahead. Yeah. So and I'll, and like I said, all the other the other fun activities everybody needs to, uh, especially Lord knows what the shape of the country is right now. Um, I would definitely recommend everybody getting together and just enjoy, go enjoy everybody's company and to be around people. <laughs> that would be my, you know, from somebody, from somebody who is, uh, having to, you know, kind of distance himself from everybody. But thankfully I've still got all you guys to call and harass me. So yeah. Yeah. Keeps me sane. Well, that's that's our job. Yeah. Other, other than sometime, at uh, one point this week, I thought I was going to look like Arnold Schwarzenegger in Commando and come walking back up to my house with a hog draped over my shoulder. But other than that, yeah, I've been doing all right. Well, you listen, go. you got to be careful. <laughs> you got to be careful because you know if your immune system is compromised, yeah. brucellosis and everything like that is is probably more um, concerning to me than the coronavirus. Yes. So, well, uh, smog. Well, it always has been. I mean, we li- we live in a world um, that's surrounded by uh, evil, you know, disastrous viruses and everything else. I mean, from Zika to uh, HIV, the common cold, the flu, and uh, now, of course, I think there was a case that was just up this past week. You know that the brain-eating amoeba is 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 rearing its ugly head <laughs> in the waters of of uh, you know Tampa, Hillsborough County. Um, the, every year, you know, they nowadays you drive down Al Four just before you get to G Five. There's that electronic billboard that says, you know, it's brain amoeba season. You know, I mean, they're trying to give everybody warnings over that. And I think um, if you listen to some of the politicians and all that, the brain amoebas in full effect. But that's never mind. No, that's not survivable. So they either <laughs> zombies or uh, they got something else going on. But uh, I mean, it's it's a dangerous world out there, and it always has been. So. You know, you just got to get out there, enjoy it, and do it. Uh, oh. Do it's going to be good. Be a nice, gentle, easy person to try to get along with, and uh, just know that God's in control and let it go, man. That's all you can yeah. do. And, and one thing else for Big Shug while I'm on the phone. Oh, oh Lord! About yeah. the whole about the plastic <laughs> issue. First off, it's called leaching, and second off, the one of the reasons why they went to a lot more plastic items like crab traps and all that is it takes several hundred years before that plastic will ever infect 
the water column or anything like that. So <laughs> yeah, you can't. You know that's what? That's why they did it, then. But if Come you're getting now. cheap, well, hold on now. If you're getting cheap plastic from China, it might take you know several months. <laughs> you have to look now. at it this way. The part that you're that you're not listening or you didn't no, pay attention it. to is when they used to. You got to remember that box traps made out of wood to a certain degree they get expensive. So yep. a lot of guys would actually go and use old pallets and stuff like that to build which their new traps, chemicals in it. which has uh, yep. all the uh, you know anti rot, anti insecticide, and everything else. Not only that, then they varnish it. You know, to make sure that, uh, you know, it's sealed and the water doesn't get in. Thompson's water seal. Yeah, so it gets in there and make sure that it doesn't get in, you know, get in the wood and destroy it as quickly as possible. I, I get it. I understand it. I just, you know, I like to break chops a little bit. No, I just had to call in a rash about it. Oh, I figured. Now, I got a question for you. You said you're going to cook for the folks, right? Are you cooking on gas or are you cooking on propane? I provide the people of this community with propane and propane accessories. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> man, Thank you, Diego. Good, uh, good cooking right there, man. <laughs> uh, I think you, uh, have, you have both, don't you? You got uh, propane and uh, wood, uh, Traeger, whatever thing, something super expensive. Probably. It depends on the situation, but I'm sure mom, mom and dad are really kind of the old school uh, nice little fry up, so I might fry some of it. And then, of course, for me, uh, with the, the dietary changes, uh, I'm sure there'll be a, a filet or two that either gets grilled or oven with a, a, a nice uh, lemon pepper kind of finish to it. So. If, it, if it was up to me, if you're going to do it, just put it on the grill, man. Don't be putting yeah. the fish in no oven, man. That's, that's restaurants. Well, you know what I mean. Yeah, I understand. One, 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 some will be uh, taking the grease bath, I'm sure, but well, you know, for the ones who can enjoy, and then for the for the rest of us folks that are have to be a little healthier, we're gonna. Go, I'm gonna go the other direction with some of it too. So maybe you should just turn it into a nice little fish salad, a uh, poke or something like that. Yeah, something like that with a little arugula and uh, whatever else other green like I can't. Mango, I don't eat a mango salsa kind of fish tacos. Oh, that would be see, good. Fish tacos. See, and the sad, the sad part is, is if Bart was in there, he would laugh his butt off at me right now because the only two things I've been watching at the house between phone calls and emails and all the other stuff that we've been doing around here is the Outdoor Channel or the Food Network. So, <laughs> well, you know what? Like, it's funny you bring up Bart because one of the things he was uh, he's uh, obsessing on now, he saw that some chef somewhere sous a uh, brisket for a month. And and uh, he wanted to uh, see if he could improve on that. He wanted to be able to be able to see what it would be like to sous a, a, a an entire brisket and put it in there and do it that way. Ooh. So uh, and, and ever ever since he brought that up, I have seen that machine every show. Some cook is using yeah because yeah because now you know what it is. <laughs> it's like. You know, once you know what it is, you're like it's like when you uh, when you buy a Jeep, you never notice Jeeps until you buy a Jeep, and also it's like, damn, there are Jeeps everywhere. Same with motorcycles. Yes. Yeah, motorcycles are everywhere. When, when did... All right, well, Jonathan, we're taking a break. Stay healthy. Get out there, eat your fish. Happy Fourth, brother. Happy Fourth, guys. Love you. Y'all be careful. Talk at you later. Yes, All sir. right, man. See you. Bye. All right, we're gonna take a real quick break, you guys. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. We are brought to you by G Five Feed and Outdoors. Open up until four o'clock today. Go get what you need. Go get her done now because it looks like it's getting a little gray outside. And uh, 
course, you want to get that new car or truck, man, there's no better time than now. Go get them out there. Brandon Ford, they got the 4th of July blowout going on now. Go see Brooksy and the boys and give yourself a nice new ride. Ride through the rain back home. It's all good. We'll be back. I sell propane and propane accessories. American woman, still with no American woman, mama let me be Don't come hanging round my door. I don't want to see your face no more. Thank you, Wild Outdoors. Thank you so much for joining us today. We appreciate you listening out there in Radio Land. If you uh, got a call in, of course, you always want to keep that number handy, 888-404-1010. That's 888-404-1010. Especially during hunting season, if you happen to be driving somewhere along the interstate or anywhere else and you happen to see uh, like uh, some lost deer or hogs or something standing on the side of the road, sure, it's nice to report them to us so that we know where they are to avoid them. Or to help other people, you know, make or sure. Or to go pick it up uh, and get it yeah, off the road. to make sure that they're uh, they're okay and well taken care of, you know, so that they're all they're all gently removed and put into a. And I'll just drop them off over at Al's. Yeah, I, at Al's Wild. I, I, I turn around, y'all talking about the uh, different methods of cooking, but there is another one. What? Electric. Electric. Get out of here, man! Electric, Electric. sucks. No, 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 no. Not when it comes to a smoker. Uh-uh. Oh, an electric smoker. Yeah. Yes. That, you, that'll you work. You set it. It automatically adjusts your temperature for you. Yeah. That's called, it, that's called being lazy. No, those uh, those Berkeley. Uh, it's those. for people who actually have other things to do while their stuff is good. I know they got them at G5 where they got those little pucks and they yep. like feed and they shoot them in there, man, all that stuff. That's, man, and you that's lock them up and lazy set it, forget chemical it. field crap. Now this, is, no, see, no, this is the wrong attitude because that tells me that you're one of those guys who opens the damn thing up every 15 minutes no. to check it. And if you're looking, you ain't cooking, in no. the words of Myron Nixon. You, you set it and you forget it exactly. and you have a drink. So what's the difference between having an electric Because those little pucks have chemical crap no, in them put it into your meat. No, they don't. No, they don't. They use water and they, you know, they put it under compression and they stick it in Listen. there and it's all good. You matter need to fact, shut up, man. Lazy. Matter you're fact, lazy. For that smoker... Which I I did pick up one time at a very cheap rate at the something for like a hundred and twenty bucks. Okay, I picked up one of those smokers, but I go to G five and get my pucks. Yeah, Diego. those things work fine. Diego, don't even your drag family. Him into are they, this. All right, your family likes well, to do barbecue and smoke food, correct? Yeah. Would they be caught dead using an electric smoker? Now we use propane, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Propane's even worse. <laughs> Propane's even worse. That's sacrilegious. If it ain't on charcoal, if it ain't a lump charcoal, man, I don't. I just, I'm just, I'm sold on it. I have been for years. Uh, so, it, you know, I grew up with that. It was all oak. You know, it had to be white oak or red oak or whatever it is, and uh, cooking or smoking meat. I never even knew mesquite existed, and that's when I was living in Texas. I mean, it was all oak, and uh, or hickory, uh, and that was it. I don't uh, believe in the electric stuff. Uh, I just um, the electric one. If it's a smoker like what Bill George is talking about, that's perfect because it's a dry smoke. It's the perfect heat, and it does a really good job of of actually preserving the meat, which is why you smoke meat in the first place, fool. That's why I was designed. That's so, why I was designed and developed. So, so, so you have the kind of best of both worlds. You have the you have the wood 
is producing the smoke. That's right. And you have the electric, which is producing the heat. And just enough heat to cook it at a very slow rate. So it's a nice slow cook. Or it's just smoked. Like, uh, man, for fish, those things are, for mullet, oh, my gosh, they're perfect for that. Mullet, if you don't I, know what you're doing. You can screw it up quick. Dude, you, yeah. You know, I mean, fast, really fast. I mean, you got to do it real slow, real easy with just the right amount of smoke. If you put too much of that in there, man, it just turns it into a bleh. But I, mean, but I will say I turn around when I'm cooking my hot sticks for, you know, making hot sticks or I don't know, snack snacks, sticks or whatever you call it. <laughs> I'm putting 50 pounds at a time hanging in there, if not more. And then that's I use propane just because of the amount of surface area. You should be shot in the thigh for that. Yeah. Answer the phone. I Who's can't. Diego Stellano. We got Gino oh, on the Well, and my boy Mike, he just sent me a text. Mikey Boyette, he said, pellet smokers are where it's at. And they are getting to be the, the hot item, man. They're, they're getting to be the... And you talk about set it and forget it. Some of those ones, uh, you know, you can control it with an app on your phone and everything else. Yeah. Talk about really cheating. Now, Gino knows about smoking a little bit of meat, too. So, uh, Gino, what do you got? Uh, you know, I was just thinking, Brayden, when you were a kid in Texas, mesquite wood was probably like garbage. It, well, like, it, mesquite like, was actually used when I was a kid. The only thing people used mesquite for was for fence posts. Right, <laughs> fence posts, exactly. Because they would last for like 80 years. I mean, because it's pure creosote, isn't it? I mean, they're just tough. They'll ruin a chainsaw. It's like Osage, you know. It's like Osage orange, you know. I mean, there's a high silica content in there, and you'll you'll you go through a chainsaw blade. They're just cutting up a tree. It's well, horrible. I mean, it's like skirt steak used to be for poor people. Now it's you fajitas. Know. Yeah, now it's uh, now it's uh, you know the frou frou food. You know that. I, the, I but, mean, I but, love I, I love Rabos. Oxtails, Cuban style, but I can buy ribeye steak. I mean, you know, oxtails is about what eighty percent bone. Sure, but so, it's it's also I mean, it's one hundred percent delicious. So, uh, what's your point? Oh, <laughs> I, I got news for you, buddy. I'll eat a ribeye over over oxtails. You know, I don't know. Dog. It depends. I mean, if I got an oxtail from a rote shop or something like that. Some of those men, oh my gosh, some of those uh, can put some ribeyes to shame. I'm sorry. That's, well, you better get a toothpick on the side. <laughs> well, that, yeah, I, I love them myself. I absolutely do. But, I mean, for all the work and everything, I mean, I can do a ribeye steak in about eight minutes. Yeah. If I make Rabos, that's a day's worth of work. Or, so what are you, you know, cooking it on? Are you are you the propane? Are you the charcoal? Dude, are you the lumpy? Or buddy, the... I am orange wood and charcoal. Oh, yeah, that's orange a good wood. one. Orange wood is good. That's what I use for all my mullets because uh, your oak wood can get a little powerful sometimes. Yeah, very tannic. Now, when I get uh, when I'm smoking mullets, I tend to have a cocktail in my hand. Do, do you, <laughs> now you're cooking. <laughs> I wouldn't. Well, use, you know, I don't think I, I don't think I would like orange wood on uh, on mullet. I'm, I'm, you should try it. No, I'm, I'm I'm old school mangrove man. I like oh, mangrove. mangrove wood's good too, Braden. I have mangrove just, wood or orange wood. It just might wood, not be legal. You can oh, no. trim. You can uh, trim you know, mangroves now. It's legal to trim mangroves if they destroy your view. Ask anybody in Shore Acres. Exactly. I mean, you know, if you got the power to do it, you can get them trimmed down to, you know, like a putting green. Yeah. But there, there's dead sticks out there in the mangroves. Yeah, Bill but. George, you can snap <laughs> off a couple of dead limbs. You know, I'm not saying but. doing it with the cigar seeds. That would be probably pretty nasty. But uh, no, that would be uh, deliciously. What was the name of that steakhouse? 
that was off at 301 just south of the uh, old uh, the old Dallas Pool that did all their steaks on Orangewood. It burnt down. Well, you know who else? Uh, Charlie's, are, uh, the one over there on, on 19, they just closed down. They used Orangewood. Remember yeah. the one where you got a free steak on your birthday? Oh, oh the Texas was, Cattle Company. Yep. My, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, they that. used the orange, orange and oak wood. It burns real hot. That's the thing about Orangewood. It burns super, super, super hot, and yeah. it's a clean burning wood. Hey, Braden, if you never tried it, try it because you're missing out. What? Try what? What have I not tried? Orangewood tr- on mullet. Uh, uh, who does that around here? I mean, uh, Ted Gino sure as heck ain't doing it. He does it. Gino. Gino does it. My, my mullets are notorious. That's all your hot. Gino's Bar and Grill. Right. Well, then I'll just go ahead and put my order in now. I want two three-pounders out of Crystal River. I want them, uh, I want to be freshwater mullet done with uh, orangewood smoke. Yeah, you're going to get two one and a quarter pounders out of Pappy Bite. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to be happy with them, too. A couple of bait mullet found in the bottom of a boat somewhere. Yeah, that's what I'll get. Hey, man, you grew up eating mullets out of Pappy's Bayou, so you That's you're not true. Yeah, big black, uh, nasty interiors with lots of fat, and man, they were delicious. I loved them. A lot of fat and mud. Scrape the mud out, leave as much fat as you can. That's right. Uh, so. Yeah, it makes them delicious. Uh, you know what? Next time uh, you got my cell, next time you're uh, smoking up some orange woody ones, let me know. I might swing by and do the drive-thru. Yeah, you might have to drink some Michter's bourbon, too. (laughs) Does that make them taste better? I don't know. It makes me care less. (laughs) Hey, listen, man, I gave gave my brother Peter, I had, honest to God, four-pound mullet. I mean, biggest, beautiful, cleanest mullet. My brother wants one. I clean this thing. Smoke it, I mean, to a turn. I give it to my brother, okay? You know my brother. Oh, yeah. Okay? I mean, the guy shouldn't handle anything sharper than a Twinkie. So, anyhow, <laughs> he calls me a couple days later. Asks, how was that fish? He goes, oh, it was raw. I threw it away. I go, what do you mean it's raw? Well, it was all red around the edge. I go, oh, you're killing me, man. That's smoke, man. Wow. It's smoke. It's smoke. You got to remember, uh, uh, Gino's little brother, Pete, is the same guy that would eat an entire bowl of Fruit Loops or Cheerios or whatever, and then go pour the milk out. What? <laughs> Come on! <laughs> Wouldn't even drink the milk. I was That's like, the best part after exactly, the Fruit Loops. Exactly. Exactly. No. I was like, Pete, how can you be wasting that stuff? I don't like the milk. I don't like it after it's done. I was like, you are absolutely insane. Cocoa Krispies and dump the milk out. Dump oh, the milk. Oh my God, that hurts. I know. <laughs> it hurts. That tells you what kind of uh, crazy person he is. I'm with him. <laughs> Can you be that way? Well, buddy, I, I promise you, I'll get you some on the Orangewood. I, I'm telling you, you're going to like it. All right. It really is good. Yeah, I'll, I'll be interested in the Orangewood bourbon mix. That'll be awesome. Or or, or lime. Well, the, the bourbon is straight. Oh, but, you know. Okay. I, I, I've, I've developed. I've spent all this time in Kentucky. I've uh, defined my bourbon tasting. Uh, in fact, yes. I'm drinking. I'm drinking uh, my coffee out of my Kentucky Derby mug right now. Oh, I thought, I thought I, you were saying you're drinking bourbon now. I was going to say, yeah, a little <laughs> Irish coffee to get the Saturday going. No, man. no, no. No whiskey yet. I'm going to Miller in about 10 minutes here. It'll be 10 a.m. Well, somewhere. Well, what are you going to do for fourth? you going to just hang out at the house? you going to go uh, throw some water? I told Diego I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do some working in the yard and watch some horse races on TV and drink some beer. Okay, well, there you go. That's all ready to go. That sounds like a pretty good weekend. Yeah, because I woke up about four times last night with my heart in my throat with the fireworks going off till 3 a.m. So. Yeah, that's, uh, people have started up a little early this year. Uh, and in my neighborhood, they were going off, too, and I was doing the distinction. Nope, firework, not firearm. Firework, they started on firearm. Wednesday. 
yeah, by me. Yeah. So, uh, well, it's legal now, right, Bill George? So everybody's no, gonna... not today. It is. Well, today it is. Yesterday it was not. What? What do you well, mean? Well, that odd one is two thirty in the morning. I'd like to find that guy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you're all settled in, you haven't heard anyone for you know ninety minutes or two hours, and then that one that goes off at two thirty. Either that, or I want to find the party those guys are at because they're having a good time. Yeah, yeah it sounds like uh, the one uh, they always wait till around uh, midnight or one o'clock in the morning and set off that one that's literally made, uh, I think, from an old Chinese mortar, and yeah. Uh, yeah. it shakes the whole entire house, and you're like, what the? Was that? Exactly. All right. Well, Gino, go have a great Fourth of July. We got to get out of here, man. You guys too, man. Thanks for working today, guys. I really appreciate it. Yeah, we're here Thanks, for Gino. you, brother. All right, speaking of, all right. Vince, have a great weekend. Yes, sir. Bill George, have a great weekend. Diego, have a great weekend with the family. Poolside and bottle room. We love you guys. Have a happy Fourth of July. Be safe. Be careful. And if you're going to be playing around with fireworks, for heaven's sakes, be ex- 